Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Time Out with Tim podcast. Today, I have a friend of mine. His name is Deepak. I assume most of you probably haven't heard of him before, so I'm actually just going to give him a few minutes to kind of introduce himself and talk about what he does. But he is a fellow podcaster. I'm very happy to have him on. Deepak, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm excited to be here. Uh, and today we're just going to be talking about podcasting, social media, the future, this COVID stuff, pretty much anything. So hopefully you guys enjoy. And man, I just want to give you a few minutes to kind of introduce yourself, talk to people about what you do, you know, this whole podcast stuff you run, because he was actually the one who kind of inspired me to start my podcast. So I'll give, sorry, just a quick 30 second thing here. Um, Deepak reached out to me on LinkedIn and was like, hey man, you know, I saw you doing this awesome YouTube channel. I think you should start a podcast and then we proceed to have this long conversation. We really clicked, we got along and he really motivated me to kind of start doing the podcast, gave me some tips and advice and well, here we are today kind of reconnecting. So it's awesome. Yeah, man. And that's a, that, that's a great story. Like, you know, we haven't, you know, even talked that much outside of that, but just that interaction alone, because for me, it's actually coming from a good place. Like, I saw that you have this really cool YouTube channel that's talking about so many interesting things related to programming tech and all the other different things that you do. But we're living in a world now where people want more than that. People want to know a little bit more like your personality and like some other topics and lifestyle and your work ethic and the different kind of things that you're doing outside of that. So I was like, dude, you need a podcast and here we are. So thanks for having me. And uh, in terms of introducing myself, I've never been good at doing this, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcaster like yourself here in the Ottawa area. I, I run a podcast called It's Not That Deep. Um, I have a, a bunch of different kind of guests from uh, different walks of life. Uh, we just talk about kind of your journey. You know, the, the big theme is leveling up and realizing your potential. Uh, that, that's something that's, that's really important to me. And, you know, I think we only have one life, so why not try to make the best of it? Uh, but I have a lot of like a wide range of guests. Um, I just had the mayor on recently, um, you know, a mayor of Ottawa. And uh, that was interesting. Uh, you know, I have kickboxers, professional athletes, like um, doctors, you know, all kinds of different people, like makeup artists, gamers. Like I want to just talk to everybody because I feel like everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has something that I can learn from. So um, without without going too much into that, um, I'm also, I, I just recently launched my um, digital media agency. So I'm, I'm the founder and uh, managing director of Deep Digital Media here in Ottawa. So we do all kinds of like videos and media content and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I also hold down a nine to five job. I work in the federal government of Canada. Uh, and uh, yeah, so th these things kind of keep me pretty busy. Yeah, I was going to say, you must be a busy man. Sounds like, yeah, you're doing as much, if not more than I am. So we can definitely <laughs> relate on that matter. And that's cool, that work, uh, the work ethic stuff you talked about, because that is one of the main reasons I wanted to start this. And that's what we talked about when you reached out was because I do have more to share than just, you know, tech and programming. There is other things about me that I think are interesting that, you know, I want to talk to people about, but that don't really fit well with kind of the tech with Tim brand, right? And that's why I kind of reached out and did this podcast. And it's just a really cool opportunity, like you said, to talk to people of kind of all different walks of life that, you know, I would never have an opportunity to talk to before and just kind of get a different perspective on, you know, issues or things that are happening. And unfortunately, I've only really had a bunch of tech people on my podcast, um, but I'm trying to branch out. And I mean, this is kind of one of the first ones where I've gone outside of a little bit of the tech space. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's a great way to like, and, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but 
I think the podcast has been one of the most powerful networking tools that I, like I could have ever even imagined. Like I got into it just for the conversations and just to kind of document my journey, if that makes sense. Like I got into it because I wanted to kind of, you know, if somebody asks me when I'm 50 years old, Hey, what were you doing when you were 24? Go to YouTube. That, that, that's what I was doing. And, and so those were kind of the selfish reasons why I started, but then these conversations that I'm having with people are genuinely like I'm learning more than any university classroom I sat in. I'm learning more than any book I've read just through these hour, hour and a half long dialogue, like where you have someone complete undivided attention. And now this is a person that, you know, in theory, you you're connected with for life. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's like one of the reasons I wanted to do it too, is just because you can dig into years, like 10, 20, 30 years of experience in this one hour and ask any question about anything. And you don't have to go through like the reading, the searching, the right. It's all there. And they're just giving you all this information, all that knowledge. And then you're sharing it with the world. And like, I've always wanted to do some kind of podcast just because that is so interesting to me. Like I remember, well, even now, like I'll still binge watch like the Joe Rogan podcast just because I love hearing like the scientists and all these different people that I would never, I didn't even know exist talking about these really fascinating things. And like, I come out of that and I'm like, damn, I feel like I genuinely learned like a ton. Like, I feel like I just read like three, four, five books, like in the time that I was listening to that podcast. Um, so I wanted to ask you a bit about like your company. So what exactly are you doing within that? And like, how did that kind of get started? Did that come? Cause you were a podcaster before that, right? Right. So I've, it, it kind of started where, you know, I, I actually started as the podcaster only. And like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be completely upfront. I did not get into podcasting to make money, but I realized that it, it's taking up a lot of my time and it's taking up a, a lot of my, my energy. And there's a lot of things that I have to do a lot of uh, equipment that I have to purchase this uh, editors I have to pay things that like out of pocket I have to there's there are expenses related to it uh to get it to where I want to but I recognize that I'm not at any level I'm no Joe Rogan I'm no like I'm not going to be able to command the kind of sponsorship and 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 that, that I would need to sustain this kind of thing so you know short of getting a box of you know shitty protein bars and <laughs> sitting around my my apartment I didn't really want to take on any sponsors uh, you know at least not right now so I had to think how am I going to monetize this thing how, and how am I going to you know a bigger picture how am I going to actually start living the life that I really want to live because I don't think that a nine to five is what I'm wired to do uh, you know it's I, I'm not talking down on it it's not like um, there's anything wrong with working a, a job uh, just for me, I just don't think that I'm wired to thrive in, in that kind of environment. And so uh, actively trying to escape that environment. And for me, it kind of clicked that, you know, I can help people create, manage, produce their own podcasts because I know how much work goes into it. And I know all the pieces that need to move to actually make it happen. And so it started out with that idea and just podcasting and just like, you know, I could help you know, people, people like yourself, people who are, you know, busy, uh, business owners, people with personal brands, all these kinds of things, start managing, grow their own podcast. What I did not realize is that it's a way harder sell uh, to, to sell somebody on a podcast that 
doesn't already have one or hasn't already thought of having one. Uh, and so I had to pivot. I had to, I had to like, you know, this COVID gave me a great opportunity to kind of, you know, really think about, okay, well, where am I going with this? You know, I have a few clients for the podcast thing, but this is not really all that scalable or this is not a, this is not it. This is not the only service that I can offer. It's, it's just not urgent enough for business owners to put up their money because it does not directly tie to increasing sales. And, you know, it's more of a lead conversion tool, if anything. And so, you know, I, I, I thought about it a bit. I'm like, man, like I could, I could do way more than just podcasts. People need help with their social media. People need help with their, um, you know, with their video content production, you know, creating all kinds of like all kinds of, uh, online programs, online workout programs, online courses. Like now's a time when everyone is realizing that if they don't already, they need an online presence. And video content is probably one of the most rich forms of, of media out there. And so I was actually approached by a, a, a guest that I had on who I've been trying to get to have a podcast for a long time, Tony Greco. And he, he calls me up and he's like, hey, man, like you do videos, right? I'll be completely honest. I did not do videos at this point, right? It's like, I mean, I have a video p component of my podcast, but... I know a lot of people who do make videos and I do know a lot of people who have these skills. So he's like, I need you to help me make videos for the Ottawa police service. And these are workout videos and I need you to create a web presence and I need you to manage that whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, of course I could do that. And so got that contract and now it's kind of been snowballing from there. And, you know, in talks with some, some bigger agencies and, 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 bigger things like that and i realized i had to make this legit like i can't just it, this can't just be a, an idea anymore i gotta turn this into a corporation so that's kind of like in a roundabout way where the agency came from and and i'm still very much in the early stages and and figuring things out but i see i, I see a big vision for it and that is going to help fund my podcast and all the different projects that i want and hopefully my life someday Wow, man, that's awesome. That's a really cool kind of story to hear. And it's funny because even like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because we were talking maybe about you know, like seven, eight months ago, like er, like late last year. And I don't think you had like this big, like you were kind of just starting out then too, right? And you've grown so much since then. So first of all, congrats. Like that is amazing that you've been able to do that. And I totally feel you on that nine to five thing. Um, again, nothing wrong with the nine to five. Some jobs are great. Some people thrive in that environment, but I completely understand because I'm kind of doing both right now. When you're working in an environment where you just have that eight hours a day and you're getting paid kind of regardless, this, like there's no real there's no real push. There's no real, like for me, for example, I have no problem putting 16 hours in 14 hours a day for my own business or for my own brand. Well, I've I, seen it. You have 12 hour yeah. live streams, dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cause it directly translates to getting better. You see the growth, like everything you do completely translates to your business, getting better, you making more money or whatever it may be. And like, it's hard to find that in some kind of job environment. So I totally get that. And I think like super motivated and super like, I don't even know, hardworking people typically probably will say the same thing as us. Like they'd rather work on something where it's completely up to them how much they can do and how far it goes. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, 
what else was I going to say? So Toronto, so you're a big workout guy then too, eh? I mean, I can see you, so <laughs> but uh, so you're making workout videos and stuff as well? Like you do like training programs or what? Yeah, so I'm not the one making the 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 workout programs for myself or, or my brand or anything. Like uh I am like it's funny you mentioned that because in this whole journey I've I've you know, I went down that route as well to explore uh, personal training and I'm actually a registered personal trainer, but I just, it wasn't for me. Like I, I could shout at somebody and make them work out and stuff. And it's really easy for me to do because people tell me I'm a motivating guy, but it just didn't sit right with me. I'm like, I, I have a bigger purpose, I'm not talking down on anyone again. Right. But, uh, I I'm helping, like, if you are a personal trainer or a gym owner, we'll help you create all your video content and, and you know, produce it, distribute it. You know, we, I have, um, web, web guys on my team who can create a whole web presence for you and manage all that um you know social media so that's like kind of the marketing side of it that's the promotion side so managing your social media and and email marketing influencer marketing all those kinds of things it's just a big agency wrapped in one nice yeah that's cool and that's definitely super useful because i even i mean i don't do this enough where it's like a huge time constraint but even the few episodes that i produce like i don't think people realize how much actually goes into it right like even just trying to determine what tech equipment you need alone like i mean they can see what mic i have and what you're using and like the headset and then they don't see the audio interface behind and the like three thousand feet of cable that's going between all these things and like the knobs you got to tweak and then all the air conditioning's on you got to fix that like it it does get like really as if you want to do a high quality the production it becomes really tedious really fast and really expensive i didn't understand how expensive some of the equipment actually was i mean it's definitely worth it but like you said i mean you kind of need a way to fund it it's hard to justify dropping you know a few thousand dollars on audio equipment and camera equipment and lights and a desk and a stand and everything um when you're just doing you know like a weekly podcast for fun right so I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think a, a lot of people, and that's kind of where I saw my opportunity is a lot of people like the idea of a podcast. They see everyone and their mom starting a podcast now, but they don't realize how much work and how much effort goes into that. And like you said, just equipment selection alone. I have a lot of friends in the podcasting space who just like me twiddled their thumbs and thought about it for like five, six months. Ah, should I get the road? Uh, should I get the, I don't know, the audio technica is a little bit more versatile versus the, and then, but, but to your point, like one thing I, I, I like, you know, I, we should say is that to start a podcast, you actually don't need to, to, you know, do all the things that, you know, you and me might have decided to do in terms of getting that equipment and getting that stuff. But, you know, you can start an, uh, a podcast with your iPhone, if you quite frankly, if the, if it's a hobby, and it's you don't you don't really see it as something that, you know, you want to become that next level production, dude, it's way important to just start and figure things out as you go then sit and, and think about it and read books about it and watch a million different YouTubes about it and have that analysis paralysis. I think it's really important to just get a, get it. This mic was a hundred bucks on yeah. Amazon and it has the XLR input. It's got the USB. This is like a hundred dollar mic. You could start a podcast with that. You know, I decided to get the road boom arm because I like it not being in my face, but you can, it comes with a stand. Like, it does not have to be as complicated as we like to make it, but the time thing, that's something that you will not get away from. 
it takes a lot of time to produce a podcast, to put it out, to promote it. Because you could put out the best podcast and if people don't know about it, it's like it doesn't even exist. Yep, completely agree. And yeah, I mean, I'll say like when I started YouTube, for example, like I was doing it on a 2013 MacBook Air with like the uh, crunchy speakers and like no face cam and like you see my mouse come in the screen and stop the QuickTime player. So like, you know, you got to start somewhere. And like, that's what I say all the time, too. I'm like, you know, just try it like the. I would rather produce 200 horrible YouTube videos and learn and get better in every single one than read, you know, 100 books on how to make the perfect YouTube video and then make one, right? Like, that's the thing. And it's cool, like you were saying at the beginning, too, to see your progress. Like, I go back and I'm like, I can actually watch myself growing up through, like, three or four years of content and be like, wow, like, I'm so much more mature now. Like, I'm so much more knowledgeable. Like, oh, I still had it back then, but, like, I've improved so much. It's a really cool thing. And even, like, you want to take it really far to the extremes like that's something you could genuinely show like your kids one day or you could show your family you can be like hey look like you want to see what I was like when I was 16 go watch the YouTube video of me you know talking in front of the camera which I think is a really cool thing that a lot of people don't really consider right like you can actually get to watch the growth through the video content and it's really cool too when subscribers that have been with you for a long time or people that follow you point it out and they're like hey man like you've improved so much like since your you know video three years ago like that's really cool for me to hear that We're living in the most unique time ever for being a content creator for actually like it, the, the barrier of entry is almost non-existent. Like if you have a smartphone, you can create and put out content. Some of the, like some of the, these heavyweights, these people out there who are making like crazy viral content, the Gary V's, the rock, (laughs) these kind of people, they have the same, they have this, like and they pull it out and they start recording so it's not about like i gotta have the best setup i gotta have the best you know i gotta find the best computer that money could possibly buy i gotta build no man that's all that'll all come if 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 you do produce the content from your phone and this and that and you start to gain steam, it starts to snowball. And you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy that $500 road mic. Or, you know, I think I'm going to invest, you know, a couple thousand into a good soundboard and this. And, you know, I see you have some soundproofing on your wall. That's not cheap. You know, I think I'm going to put some of that because it's going to, you know, I'm creating so much of this content that I might as well make it sound good. So I know, like, I, 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 I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but like you and me, I, I feel like we're the type of people like when we decide we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. So from the beginning, I decided like, you know, I, I don't need a Joe Rogan level setup, but I need to have a couple 4K cameras. I need to have good lighting. I need to have, you know, like luckily my apartment's small enough that, you know, the acoustics are pretty good in this room. But, you know, this thing's like 20 bucks, the the filter, the pop filter, the, this, this road uh boom arm i got on kijiji for 40 bucks wow it's like, a steal yeah like like you know what i'm saying it does not have to be like this insane endeavor but yeah man yeah 100 percent. i mean like even the phones today like this phone can produce some better video than like my proper like thousand dollar cameras in certain situations like 
it's actually crazy like especially like this one like the new iphones like the new cameras they have like those are as good if not better than like really high quality equipment and like most people have that just in their pocket they could just literally pop them out and and film something and the great and now there's so many options too right like you don't have to be a podcaster you don't have to be a vlogger you don't have to be a youtuber like you could literally write you know articles on linkedin or you could go and like yeah. just interact with people on the internet you don't even have to be like a real content producer you could still be involved in the community and like i have a lot of people personally that follow me that are like well known kind of in the community but they're not they don't produce any content it's just because they're so active and they're like communicating and talking to people and it's such a cool thing because even like you and me who have share a lot of similarities like we can just hop on a call like this and just chat like when has that ever been possible before like when would we have ever met without these kind of platforms and what's going on like i, I don't think so right so yeah, thousand percent, man. We're living in a in a, in a genuinely incredible time. But with that being said, as well, there's a lot of noise, and you gotta cut through that noise. So your content, don't just create content for the sake of creating content because it's a cool thing to do. Like actually have something that you want to talk about. Actually have like something, kind of like like that you believe in. Something that like you know you're passionate about. Like. The, the topic of podcasting, I could talk about it so openly and passionately because I'm doing it. I'm living it. But if you were to talk to me about Python programming or something, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, it's completely above my head. I'd just be sitting here like, mm -hmm, yeah, super cool, man. Great impact. Like, I'd be, I'd be bullshitting. Like, yeah. I don't know about that stuff. And it's not my lane. This is not where I'm, you know, focused and doubled down on. So that's not to say I, I want, I, I even want to. Like, that's not, I'm not, I, that's just, it's not for me. I don't want to become an, uh, an amateur. I would never become an expert. I don't even want to become like, know the basics of it because it just doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my audience. So for me, I would rather just be really good at the things I'm good at and just go in on that. And so I can, I like talking about the things that, you know, are I'm passionate about and, there's an infinite amount of content I can create with that in mind. Yeah, I think you said it really well. I mean, I would say almost just having some kind of mission or some kind of vision, right? Being like, you know, I want to create content and I want it to be centered around this. Like for me, mine is really focused around programming education, right? Like I go off and, you know, you can do some random things every now and then. But as long as you kind of stick to a central goal and you're like, you know what? what like because if you have that it allows you to take a look at everything you're creating and say does this contribute to my goal right and for me it's to provide high quality education and programming you know get people into programming that haven't gotten into it before and just share some cool programming thing like inspire people to want to learn to code that's like what i really want to do and that's why i look at almost all my videos and the content that i post i'm like does this help the mission i'm like is this contributing to what i want to do and if it's not i say okay well do i want to do it is this something for me that's valuable maybe i'll put it up right but that's like an important thing when people are like oh I don't know where to start I don't know what to do I'm like you know it doesn't matter but just don't fake it right I mean I probably I had that at the beginning of when I started I tried to make some videos on topics I didn't really care about or I didn't know that much about and you know it's so easy to tell immediately that someone's just faking it and that's the, that's the biggest thing I learned is regardless of if you don't you know like something about the video you made you don't like something about yourself like you just got to share it you just have to be yourself and put it out there because faking it is just really not the way to go especially doing kind of the stuff that we're doing right so yeah yeah all right so um what i wanted to ask you was how did you get started 
in podcasting? Because I know you went to University of Ottawa. You went to the same school that I went to. I mean, you're only a few years older than me. When did this start for you? Was this a university thing or was it when you came out? What kind of inspired you? Yeah, so high level, once I graduated university, like many people, I had no idea what the hell I'm going to do with my life. Um, You know, I studied international business management. And at the time, that seemed really cool. And like, I like traveling. I like business. This is great. Like, this is the this is the degree for me. And although I, I did get a lot of value from from being in um, in the in university environment. And, uh, you know, I got to travel on an international exchange. You know, I, I, I was involved in a lot of clubs and a lot of different things. I didn't take a lot away from the actual classroom environment. Um, you know, if I could, if I could go back, I might, I might have not even done that for four and a half years. Um, you know, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and I came out the other side. But all that to say, once I graduated, I, I started working for the federal government. I, I got a full time contract, uh, kind of able to pay the bills and stuff. And uh, a big thing for me was uh, being like moving out of my parents' house. I had to, I had to get get away from my parents' house and. I did a whole video on this recently talking about why, and it, it has nothing to do with not liking my parents or anything like that. It was just, you know, about having the freedom to kind of pursue the things I want to do and figure out who I really am and what I want to do. And so a year ago, June, uh, yeah, no. So a year ago, like back in like March, March or like April, this idea that, you know, whenever I have conversations with people, whenever I'm in a group setting and stuff like that, I always tend to make the talks like kind of deep. I always kind of like go off on kind of bigger picture tangents. I always like to talk about kind of things that are like uh, a, a little bit like, oh, sorry, I think I'm cutting out here. Um, I always like to just talk about things that are like super like big and like not just like complaining about the weather, weather, not small talk, like not. I always wanted to talk about like, like, man, what's your why? Like, you know, how do you feel about this very sensitive issue? Like, I, I'd always find myself doing that with people. And I'd have friends like, man, you should like, you should have a YouTube show or you should like, yo, you should have a show. Like you, you always like every time we're around you, you just bring this out in, in people. And I'm like, man, I don't know. That sounds stupid. Like, what do, what, do I, what do I got to say? Like, I'm just a guy. Like, I have nothing important to say. And, and enough of hearing that after a while. Like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I mean, how hard can a podcast be, right? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know like, the exact moment when I was like, you know what? This is it. But um, I started purchasing some of the equipment and I first made the logo and you know the idea it's it's not that deep kind of came to me because it's kind of ironic because i do go deep and i do kind of go off on these deep tangents so and it's obviously a part of my name as well um and so but i'm trying to like paint the timeline because it's really important that like i i decided i'm gonna start the podcast in around like february i got the logo made i got that but I had didn't put out my first episode until June of 2019. So it hasn't even been a year yet, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Like it, we're coming up on a year of me in this podcasting journey. And so 
leading up to that, buying all the equipment, figuring things out, I think I did a test episode with a buddy, which was supposed to be the official first episode, but he swore so much <laughs> in the show that I literally like I looked at I looked at it after I was like, I can't put this out, man. Like he's saying some like like we can't I can't put this out. I love you, dog, but <laughs> This is this is not a good look for the first episode that, you know, people's attention is going to be on the first episode. Um, so June 22nd of 2019, put the first episode out, the official episode with my buddy. And I look at that thing and I cringe, bro. I didn't even have my lighting yet. I'm like, I, I was so nervous. I didn't even know how to like ask questions and have a flowy conversation. I was just, a, I was a mess, but it was still a good conversation. And I've, at that time i felt like i had to have like a beer or i had to like drink something to kind of like ease my nerves like for the first few episodes if you look at them i'm not proud of this but i'm like i gotta i gotta like i'm not used to being on camera it's a weird thing it is. and so and and so kind of like long story short yeah i decided man like i'm going to do this just for the sake of documenting my journey and I've been through a lot of things in my life that I think could help people out as well and I think I have this ability to kind of connect with anybody uh I, I think and this is something that I've kind of had to come to terms with myself because it's kind of a weird thing to admit but I feel like I could talk to anybody about anything like it's just something that I'm able to do um you know even if I don't know about the topic i'll bring it out of you like tell me what you like you're interested in and stuff like that so people i guess seem to like it and the podcast is growing that's awesome yeah that's really cool and i mean that's the funny thing about like the first episodes right even me like it's a lot harder to kind of be podcasting someone else like you have to keep the flow of the conversation you got to ask a lot of questions like you look at like a joe rogan or maybe even your podcast now right and it seems so natural but like it is so hard to get it to be that natural and i completely have so much respect for podcasts now because i kind of thought i'm like you know i'm pretty good at talking like i can keep the conversation and then like i hop into the first one and i'm like damn like this is like i can do it but it's way harder than i thought it was and you're just caught trying to think like oh what am i going to ask next how do we keep this going how do we avoid those weird silent pauses and yeah, it's neat that like I'm, I'm sure you even this episode like I've learned a lot since the first one I've done and like I got to keep doing a ton more to get better. But it's cool to hear someone like you that I totally agree can just talk with literally anyone. I mean, the first time we had talk, we talked for like an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, to admit that like you had those those struggles, too. Right. It's not everyone just has this like God given gift. Like you actually have to work fairly hard to uh, to kind of figure out how to do it so that's neat i think i think it comes down to just being completely and 100 percent authentically yourself and that's that's what i've now kind of realized that you know at first like i would take advice from anybody who could give it to me i talked to podcasters i talked to you know people who who've done youtube i'd ask them all these questions like yo like how are you so good at maintaining a conversation how are you so good at this and this and this i feel so awkward because i wanted to ask something but the conversation took a turn and now i still really wanted to ask that thing but now it doesn't fit the convo anymore and i think i don't remember who told me this so i'd be making it up if i told you who it was but somewhere along the way someone told me like the art of conversation is not talking it's just listening and so when i when i realize that it's like oh okay i just have to hear what this person's saying 
actually actively listen to it and respond, it makes the whole game so much easier because now you're just having a conversation and yeah, you could prepare, you could do some research. You can have some bullet point questions you got to ask, but I'll be completely honest. I don't prepare for my podcast. Like I, I just go because to me, that's how I can be completely authentically myself. And when I do prepare for some that, you know, I'm a little bit more uncomfortable with, uh, I don't do a good job. And I've went back and I've looked at some of them and it's like, that was horrible. That felt scripted. Uh, I was just talking about things that I, I, it's just not in my element. Like, Oh, if you just, like if there's any advice I can give people, it's literally just do the opposite of what I'm doing right now, which is just rambling, which is just talking. The more important thing is to just listen, take a step back, even, you know, don't be afraid to even pause and think about something like that's the art of communication. Yeah, that's and I mean, I was having this conversation the other day, actually, and because I find so often when I'm talking to people, especially if it's in a more of a, like. I don't want to say aggressive, but maybe more of like a debate thing where like we have opposing opinions. A lot of the time, you know, I usually try to listen because I actually, you know, I'm open to the fact that my mind could be changed or that, you know, I might actually learn something from what they're saying. But a lot of people I notice will, um, and maybe this is just natural instinct, will try to almost like interrupt you or will try to cut in or they want to say something or like they already know exactly what they're going to say before you've even finished your sentence. And to me, when I think of that, I'm kind of like, I don't know how that makes much sense because what's the point of us even talking if you're just going to respond with something that, you know, it does, it's not even relevant to what I said or it doesn't address the point, right? And that's like something I noticed with a lot of very intelligent people. I think we could agree like people like Elon Musk or even, you know, our prime minister did it the other day. People will have their opinions on that. Um, the, the huge pause, right? Like that is something you hardly ever see. But I think a lot of people do that like intentionally, right? Because that actually shows that they're taking in what you said processing it thinking about it and then formulating a response they don't just already have something to say immediately because they've had they actually listened to what you were saying and i think that's that's kind of getting more rare which is unfortunate and a lot of people especially in my age when i talk to them like it's hard to have a conversation because they'll just they'll just butt in a lot of times with things that they've already you know drilled into their head and that they want to say in that point so one thousand percent man it's it comes back down to that active listening and it's not people's fault it's how we've been kind of not to get too deep here but it's almost <laughs> we've never really been taught to actually listen to what somebody has to say and like treat everybody with that respect because it's it's a it's a respect thing whether you whether it's subconscious or not it's like if I'm just butting in and just trying to get in what I have to say, it's it's almost a form of disrespect because it's like you are not even giving me the time of day to finish my thought. And I've found myself even now, and it might seem rude, but this is just because I'm learning how how much how important it is to let people finish their thought. It's like if someone does that to me, if someone interrupts me when I'm in the middle of a point and I haven't even reached my point. I'll be like, yo, let me finish. Like, and it, it, people, it, it's met with like, oh, oh shit. Like this guy's like, no, it's like, it's not personal. I just, I have something to say. Let me say it, then respond. And let's have a conversation like adults. You're not a child. Like the, we, we need to do better at this. It's, it's quite frankly, something that, you know, and maybe you, you could talk about this because maybe you're, um, you've probably, 
come across a lot of people who maybe don't do this a lot and you know i would i would prefer for this to be face to face because i can even get more body language and and feel more what you're saying but i think we're losing that a little bit even with all this technology that's keeping us so ever connected i think we're disconnecting from actual you know subtle human cues that are very necessary yeah oh i 100 percent agree with that and i can say like i'm working remotely right now um, and I've, you know, I've met a few of the people on the team in person. And even just the fact that I met them that one time before makes such a difference in the level of connection I feel with them. Like, so for example, I'm working on a team of about eight people. Those are kind of the close people I talk to. And four of them I met on Microsoft campus when I went to interview. And I can say hundred percent, like just immediately before we even started, like I automatically felt just like, you know, a deeper connection, like that I could talk to them over the people I've just seen on the webcam. And it's nothing, it's just because, you know, you've had that connection. You actually seen completely entirely what they look like from 360 degrees. You know, you've shook their hand, you've seen like their mannerisms or some of the things that they do with their body or the way they speak. And like, that is such a deep level of communication that like you said, it's really hard to get on here. And even with this face cam and like, then you have like the lighting issues and the angles and you're right. Like you just, you miss out on a lot of very important things. And as much as it's still great to have these conversations, they're still super valuable and you can get a lot from the conversation in person. You're right. is so much better, but that of course now that's like practically impossible, right? With the COVID stuff. Um, and it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate. Cause, um, I mean, I think we're going to be losing a lot of that connection that we've relied on for so long with all this COVID and the six feet apart and the work from home. So, so how do you kind of, what do you think about um, all these companies now responding and saying that we're going to go permanent, like work from home? Like how, how does that play into what we just spoke about? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think that work from home sounds like a really good idea for like a year or for like a year and a half or for two years. Right. Or it sounds like a good idea for someone who like, for me, for example, who's a developer, like I would much prefer working at home um, in terms of, of the amount of stuff I can get done. But then when you compare that to like, okay, what about those connections, right? And what about those? I mean, in terms of a company like efficiency standpoint, I feel like if anything, it probably would increase that. But when it comes to people's like satisfaction and their happiness and like how, you know, willing, I don't know, like how, how excited they are to go to work in the morning, I feel like that would decrease a little bit. And I think it seems like a good idea for most people now and most people are saying oh i love it or it's great but i don't know how that's going to be in like a year right like when they actually really do miss the fact that like hey i didn't get to see joe at work today or like oh you know i missed out on that like casual conversation or like i didn't go, go get beers with him after work right like that's something yeah. i noticed a lot here and that is really unfortunate is like you kind of need almost a reason to like reach out to people now and talk to them like it, it's you don't but it's it's harder to like just have those like personal connection moments where you have like five minutes to chat or you have like 10 minutes to talk about like your daughter or like what you're going to do after work or like the soccer game like you kind of have to schedule a meeting with a purpose and then if you go <laughs> off that it's like right so that's that's what i miss fortunately for me there's like you know we have like these hour-long blocks like once or twice a week where we kind of are allowed to do that but it's not the same as you know in a meeting or walking down the path with someone and talking. Right. So that's kind of my opinion on it. Yeah. It's really interesting, man. I don't know. We don't know the future, what, what it kind of holds and how that's going to impact, you know, people's overall happiness as well, because I've for the longest time been a huge proponent of work from home and, you know, way before COVID, um, you know, three to four days a week, I already worked at home. So that, that wasn't a big transition for me, even though I'm, I would find, I would, 
consider myself a pretty extroverted person and I love I love those chats and I love that kind of thing. I just found that I could get my work done at home in such a more efficient way. But I seek out all the all the the physical the the actual like physical face-to-face connection outside of that. But then I did find myself man kind of missing like some of the work stuff. So I'd like to go in on a Friday and have that team breakfast and talk about something unrelated to work and those kinds of things. And you know not to beat a dead horse, but I I, I think it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how we move forward from it. And then kind of another impact of the whole work from home thing is you know people are very very excited about it but now you're competing with a billion other people worldwide for the same job so how excited are you for that and i don't know i like i, I think that's something that has to be considered as well because you know if if patel from india can do the same job as as you for a quarter of the a price businesses are going to like i don't care if you think you're this amazing happy bubbly person that everybody likes businesses are going to hire patel because he could just do the same thing for you for cheaper it's just a reality so i don't know i think it's we're living we're going to live in a weird world man and uh <laughs> yeah i mean it already is weird and it's just getting weirder and weirder and like i don't know i mean well yeah you're in canada i always can most people i talk to are in the states but even like we have right now like it almost seems like some kind of form of like ubi if you think about it like the crb like you know the 1250 student benefit and like I honestly don't really see those kind of benefit packages going away or I see them being replaced by something else like in the future just because like what you said there is so much unemployment now and like when you just go from work from home and now you can hire anyone like the reality is a lot of the jobs that are you know those in-person close jobs like aren't coming back or they're going to come back in a lower capacity and I think that when we have a population that has what is it like 15 or 20 percent unemployment or what states is maybe a better example where they have like 20 percent of their population unemployed you know that's like 60 million people like how do you support those people without jobs right and like the work from home thing is great but the reality is like there actually is somewhat of a barrier to entry to it like you have to have a computer you have to have a decent setup you have to have first of all i would say a private room which i think a lot of people don't actually consider like if you're living in like maybe a poor neighborhood or you're not super affluent, like you probably don't have like your own office or like you probably have like a crappy desk in your bedroom that like you use or something, right? Like there's a lot of barriers that like we're going to have to hopefully figure out as we go through this. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I wonder about that. I I don't have the answers. I, I really do. We're going to see some weird stuff going on. The UBI thing's a really interesting um, discussion because, you know, like for society as a whole is this a net benefit because now people in theory now this is where the theory part mm-hmm. comes in in theory now they can kind of now that their bills are taken care of now there's a you know now the, the most basic necessities are are in theory taken care of people are, if people aren't buying flat screens and iphones <laughs> but you know if that stuff's taken care of can can you know people who are are getting these benefits can they now contribute to society in a different way through art through entertainment through poetry through i don't know anything that like you know they've always kind of wanted to pursue but because they're so busy working three jobs to pay the bills um they couldn't do but then on the, on the flip side of it you know human psychology is i got this money coming in from the government 
I'm going to coast. I'm going to chill. This is a vacation. I'm just like, I'm going to figure things out. Life is good. I don't have to work. So I don't know, even know personally where I stand on it. Like if you could tell, I'm I'm conflicted with yeah. this idea. I don't even know how effective it is. But you're right in that we are seeing almost a, a test of how that could work. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's the big issue is like, it's almost like meaning, right, as well. Like as, if you don't have a, a lot of what people derive from, like, a lot of people's meaning in life is derived from their job. It's derived from, you know, even if regardless of what that job is, it's it's paying the bills. Like, and I mean, I don't, I hate to do like the gender roles or something, but typically like the man's role in the family is like, you know, to make the money to, to serve the kids and like, that's their meaning. Right. And I mean, you could say same thing with the mom now too. Right. And if it's just kind of being handed to them, um, you have to hope that that's not going to mean that people are going to fall into, you know, more opiate addiction, which obviously is a huge thing. Like Happy. other, a lot of big issues it comes with when you don't have anything to do so i have the optimistic view as well that hopefully with some kind of form of ubi that is well implemented that it encourages people to do what you're saying get involved in volunteering art music do something else but then i also have the view of there's going to be a lot of people that just don't right that are just like well i don't want to work this is miserable why don't i just take my thousand just chill hang out and do nothing and that I can't imagine has positive impacts. And I think the last thing with the UBI though, is I actually do think it's going to be necessary. Like, I don't know, I'm working in high tech, like I'm seeing the things that they're able to do. And like, I'm kind of involved in that industry. And I know for a fact that there's going to be lots more jobs replaced, but like there could be genuinely hundreds of thousands of jobs replaced by me and a team of 10 people that can create some cool AI. Right. And like you're going to be in a situation where it just doesn't make sense to have human beings doing some of these things, especially the dangerous jobs. And well, we're not going to have enough. And it, the idea, I'm not sure if you saw this thing, it was a while back on Twitter and they were like, oh, teach like coal miners how to code or teach these people how to code and get th that's just not really a realistic thing. Like learning the basics of coding is a lot different than being able to jump into like a startup company or actually be employed in that industry. So <laughs> Uh, we're gonna see some crazy things in, in the next 10 15 years man and but you know what like we're living in it and we're documenting it and we're talking about this now and two years from now when we when we have another discussion about this kind of like an update it's gonna be like whoa man remember we were talking about this it's a reality now like i feel like we're living in a black mirror episode i don't know if you've ever watched that <laughs> yeah show. yeah oh i do 100 percent. yeah <laughs> like like i feel like we're actually living in it it's kind of slow and drawn out but you know it's 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 very i i, I am very privileged to say that it's it's crazy to watch every day it's like well, on this episode of 2020, like, you know, <laughs> this is what's going on. But yeah, man. Yeah, no, dude, that's I'm with it is actually crazy. Like you take a step back for a minute and you kind of detach yourself from like any way that it's impacting you. And you just look at it and you're like, whoa, like this is actually happening. Like you you start talking about what's going on and you're like, if this was in a movie, like this would be like blocked, but like everyone would be watching. This would be crazy. And like, even like the recent riots and all this stuff happen in all combination with everything that's happened in the past Perfect six months. It, yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's just spiraling out of control and like everything's breaking step by step by step. But yeah, it, it is crazy. And I, I do like, we're going to look back at this and literally be like, damn, like I was living during 2020, one of the craziest years ever, or who knows, maybe this is going to be mild compared to what happens in the future. 
no idea. Don't know, man. Yeah. You don't know. If we could shut down an entire economy because of COVID, uh, a globally connected economy because of a virus, are we thinking that there's never going to be a more deadly virus, a more evolved, a more, you know, a virus that affects uh, you know, people in our age group, people, infants, children, that kind of stuff? Imagine if Ebola was, you know, like the same as the coronavirus right now. I'm no expert on this stuff, but it's like, what what next? How do we prevent something getting this out of control moving forward? I don't know. I wish I had the answers. Yeah, and I mean, even like, and then you bring that up and like, think about the recent like uh, spacecraft that Tesla and NASA, like we could be living on Mars in the next 25 years for all we know. Like people think that sounds ridiculous, but then I think back to like, I asked my parents, like, I'm like, what did you think in 2000? Like, what did you envision the world being or like people that are older? And none of them could like ever, all the stuff that's happening now was like, they didn't think that could become reality. That was like hundreds of years away. And like technology goes exponentially. And well, I mean, if we accomplish what, like, internet like these massive revolutions like automation like crazy ai next level computing in like 10 15 years what are we going to do in the next 10 15 years and like that is what it really it's terrifying but it's also super exciting and like i'm so fortunate to be like kind of sitting at the forefront of it and the stuff that i do so i get more insight into it than other people but i think it's so fascinating so did you watch the joe rogan with uh with elon musk to the the latest one yeah you know how he was talking about the neural link and like like literally putting it in your brain and being able to solve like alzheimer's just (laughs) casually just like yeah yeah we'll take care of alzheimer's yeah like like any any you neuro disease anything that's like related to the brain is like yeah that's just gonna be phase one and then you know phase two we're gonna do you know we're, we're gonna improve ability and then phase three like yeah we could just basically take over your brain like if, if you want this you yeah. signed the document but we, we could do this it's like bro that is he's working on it and if it's elon musk he's working on it so that means it's going to become a reality and that means what what does that mean i don't even know this is crazy like it's this could solve so many problems it could create so many other problems it can divide society even further it can bring society together it's just a, like excuse my french it's a clusterfuck <laughs> this everything like every day i don't know about you but i don't know where to place my attention so that's why i love these conversations because it's like i almost get to think about how do i feel about these things you know oh 100 yeah that's yeah the Neuralink is a whole nother level i don't know enough about it but it's just like uh, the when i watch like the little demo video and like then i hear him talking about it and it's like such like you said such a casual conversation like that to me is him like not even giving us the optimistic view right like i think elon probably from his past like doesn't really tell you like the full potential or full capacity of what these things can do and if like this is what he's openly speaking about we have no idea what's coming right and like yeah that is cr- like Neuralink is yeah that's that's crazy i don't even know what that is i don't even really understand it i feel like the people working on it probably don't even understand what it's capable of doing it's it's next level ah all right anyways man this i kind of have to go now we've been out of bed an hour this has been an awesome conversation i'm so glad i had you on and i definitely want to hop on yours we got to do this again in the future i'd um, love to have you on man yeah, awesome uh, so really appreciate it 
thank you for coming on. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just let you say goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I love everything you're doing. Uh, we didn't get to talk enough and about, you know, kind of your work ethic. It inspires me. Like you're, you're 19, right? Yeah, 19. Yeah. You're 19 years old doing all these big things, man. You're going to you're, you're gonna be in these conversations the way people talk about Elon Musk. They're going to be talking about you one day, man. I, I genuinely believe it. So just keep doing what you're doing. And like, I love I love what you're giving to the world, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. All right. So with that being said, everyone, that has been this episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed. If you did, make sure you leave a like, subscribe, and I will see you again in another Tech with Tim podcast.